I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey everyone, welcome to Finding the Floor, and this is episode 119. Today I'm going to share a, I guess I'll call it a Christmas message. I'm not going to have a podcast come out on the, what is that, the 23rd. I'm going to take a break next week. And then I am going to have something come out Friday after Christmas. So that would be like the 20 or the 30th. Yeah, that'll be the 30th. But before really quick, I just have to share that I've been doing really poorly with getting my kids to do the dishes. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Like we went, you know, after Thanksgiving, I just feel like. I've been a little bit tired and then we also have had some, anyway, we've been, well, we haven't been super busy, but like, I just need to be better. And the other thing I noticed that I hadn't done for the past couple weeks is really sit down and do like a planning, kind of like the, the seven habits, making sure you're, you know, thinking about the roles you want to have for this week and things you want to work towards. And I've just had been like living in my head a little bit, which I tend to do a lot, not necessarily live in my head, but have like a schedule of things or things in mind that I know I need to do and accomplish. But I noticed that this week, as I just planned and scheduled, that I could just relax a little bit more. And then the same with like, just making sure I can assign my kids the time that they need to do the dishes and their laundry and all those things that I've kind of like had gone out the window for a couple weeks, we're bringing them back. And I feel like they just give me a little bit more reason, like just a feeling of peace. So for instance, like if it's someone's night for dishes, I then don't need to worry about doing dishes. Um, You know, like just a tiny thing. So I just want to let you know that I, (laughs) I'm still working on my follow through. And I'm sure, especially at this busy time when we're trying to make sure we're getting gifts and all the things that we're deciding and choosing to do, because I'm trying to also use my proactive language and thoughts with this, this year. And I tend to be sort of a last minute gal. And some people are like already done with all their shopping. That is not me. But I was just noticing today, I was like, okay, who who should I give gifts to? Who? And I was like, wait, let's change that to who do I want to give gifts to? And what would be a fun thing that I'd want to do this year, either for my neighbors or friends? And that was a way better way to think about it. 
and it helps you just have a little more joy, at least for me, just find a little more joy instead of this like pressure that I have to get some cute gift. Like what are, what's something fun that I would enjoy to give? And let's do that. And who do I want to share that with? So I don't know if that helps, but those are just some thoughts that kind of helped me a little bit refocus at the beginning of this week. Okay, so this message or what I'm going to call my Christmas message is, I guess, I don't want to really call it unique because I don't think it's unique, but well, I'm just going to get into it and tell you kind of how it came about. So many of you know that I like am part of like Jody Moore's Be Bold you know, life coaching thing. And so you have the opportunity to listen to coaching calls. You can either listen live or she records them and she has this private podcast feed. So you can just kind of listen. Usually when I'm out taking my kids to, you know, lesson and I just have to wait for them. Sometimes I'll take the opportunity to listen to a call. So I was out driving and there was this call on and this woman talked about how she was just feeling stuck and she just needed a little help and maybe she should choose to lose weight again. She's not really sure, but she had just gotten a full-time job, which is something she had wanted to work on. And then Jody asked her, well, why do you want to lose weight? And she said, well, I guess so that then I can be happy. And I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just kind of the way this woman was kind of, she just seemed a little bit down. And then she just said, well, if I lose weight, then I can be happy. And I just had this little aha moment of how often do we as humans choose to be miserable So for instance, like we think there's a reason we need to like earn or be worthy of happiness. Like I have to look a certain way, then I can be happy. If I have a certain thing, a house a certain size, live in a certain place or go to a certain school or all these different things, sometimes we think then I'll be happy. When I get through my degree program or if I finally get to this place with my job or my business, then I can be happy. And then there's also times where we just are choosing to be miserable because life just dishes out hard things. And I guess what my aha moment was and how this even relates to Christmas is that when we choose to be miserable, I think even if we're not quote unquote sinning, like, you know, choosing something that's like rebelling against God, I think it's more just this thought, these thoughts that kind of keep us stuck and sad that we're actually kind of letting Satan win because doesn't he want us to be miserable? He doesn't really care how we do it, whether we do it with like destructive behavior or simply just choosing to be miserable because of a certain circumstance. And 
at this time of year, I just thought, why couldn't we all just choose to be happy because our Savior came to the earth? And there are so many promises that were filled. So I was thinking, like, how many times does it say in the scriptures and either through prophets or Jesus Christ or, or, you know, the Lord saying, be of good cheer. If you even look about the word, the gospel, it means good news, right? And I was looking that up and it says like the word gospel is derived from the Anglo-Saxon term God spell, meaning good story a rendering of the Latin evangelium and the Greek evangelion. I don't know if I said that right, meaning good news or good telling. Now, if you think about like, what do the angels say to the shepherds, right? When they come to announce the birth of the Savior, they say, And I'm going to read you from Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 14. And it says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. How happy the the angels coming to bring us good tidings of great joy because the promised Messiah has been born and he is going to fulfill his mission. So we can be happy. So I thought, well, maybe it would be helpful to read a few scriptures that talk about being of good cheer, just to remind us that we can be of good cheer, even if things aren't looking super awesome in our lives. And maybe I'm not saying you have to just be happy all the time, but maybe it's this feeling of hope or that you're going to get through whatever you're going to get through. So I'm just going to read a few scriptures. And there were quite a few. I could have done a lot more about being of good cheer. So here we are in Acts chapter 27, verse 25. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. And this was when Paul, I was reading the context of this verse, was like on this journey on this kind of perilous journey that gets shipwrecked. And he still says, be of good cheer, even if we're shipwrecked. So the next scripture is 3 Nephi chapter 1, verse 13. And this is in the Book of Mormon, which is an additional book of scripture that the Church of Jesus Christ has. And was that's why it was restored and founded on. It says, lift up your head and be of good cheer. For behold, the time is at hand. And on this night shall the sign be given. And on the morrow come I into the world to show unto the world that I will fulfill all that which I have caused to be spoken by the mouth of my holy prophets. 
And in this scripture, in the context of this, what ha- was happening here, there was actually a group of, we'll call them non-believers and believers, and they had been told that there would be a sign given so that they would know that the Messiah or the Savior of the world had come. And there are these unbelievers that said that, you know, we're going to kill you if the sign doesn't come tonight. And as they were, as this prophet Nephi was praying, he was told this scripture and given the promise that he's coming into the world. So be of good cheer, even be, even if there are people that want to kill you tonight. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Doctrine and Covenants, which is also an additional set of scriptures of more modern revelation, which received through a lot of which was received with Joseph Smith. It's section 78, verse 18. And it says, And ye cannot bear all things now. Nevertheless, be of good cheer, for I will lead you along. The kingdom is yours, and the blessing thereof are yours, and the riches of eternity are yours. Be of good cheer. We may not be able to understand and bear all things right now, but we can still be of good cheer, even if things don't really make sense. Okay, back to the New Testament. Matthew chapter 14, verse 27. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. So this is when Jesus was coming um, and he was walking on water after there was that big storm. Okay, and then Matthew 16, chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Again, he's not saying life's going to be easy and there are not hard things, but he's just saying we can still, like, be of good cheer. He's come into the world and he's he came to the world and overcame sin and all the things that we can't do ourselves. He did for us. Okay, another scripture in Doctrine and Covenants. It's in section 68, verse 6. Wherefore, be of good cheer and do not fear, for I, the Lord, am with you and will stand by you. And ye shall bear record of me, even Jesus Christ, that I am the Son of the living God, that I was and that I am and that I am to come. Another one in Doctrine and Covenants, section 112, verse 4. Let thy heart be of good cheer before my face, and thou shalt bear a record of my name, not only unto the Gentiles, but also unto the Jews, and thou shalt send forth my word unto the ends of the earth. Be of good cheer. Okay, the last one in this was Mark chapter 6, verse 50. For they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. I think there are so many times when we choose just to be miserable, whereas usually that means we've lost focus on really what Christ has done for us. And I'm not saying life's going to be easy or you're not going to go through hard things, But I don't think you need to be miserable going through it. You can be sad. I'm not saying you can't experience emotions, but I think that there, we can go through some of things and still be of good cheer. The other thing I noticed too that are, uh, there were even a lot more of was like, be not afraid or fear not. There were just a few that I wanted to list that I really liked. 
a couple from the Old Testament, Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 6. And thou, son of man, be not afraid of them, neither be afraid of their words, though briars and thorns be with thee, and thou dost dwell among the scorpions. Be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. Even there he's saying, you know, be not afraid of the hard things or the harsh words or even if you imagine this idea of dwelling among scorpions, that would be kind of threatening. And the Lord is comforting Ezekiel and telling him to to be not afraid. Okay, another one from the Old Testament, Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Mm, That is so good. Be strong and of a good courage and be not afraid. We don't need to be afraid and we don't need to be miserable. That's why we celebrate this time of year because the Messiah was born and his promise coming and all the things that were promised came to pass. There are a few more that I really liked. Okay, Acts 18 verse 9. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. And then Luke chapter 12, 4 through 7. I really like this. The next two are a group of scriptures. So, and I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. I mean, I think how many times we're generally just afraid of death and of being harmed And in here, he's just saying, don't be afraid, even of that, because I've overcome death and I've made it possible that we can all return, be resurrected and return to our Heavenly Father because of what he did. And the last scripture is in Doctrine and Covenant, section 6, verses 33, 34, and 36. Fear not to do good, my sons. For whatsoever ye sow, that shall ye also reap. Therefore, if ye sow good, ye shall also reap good for your reward. Therefore, fear not, little flock, do good. Let earth and hell combine against you, for if ye are built upon my rock, they cannot prevail. Look unto me in every thought. Doubt not, fear not. Fear not. So, this Christmas maybe just simply choosing to be happy because kind of like I said last week, we're focused more on Jesus Christ and not the expectations or all these things that can happen during this Christmas season. I just think that it's so easy to choose to be miserable. And sometimes we think that when we go through hard things that we need to choose to be miserable But that's why the Savior came to this world. So we wouldn't have to. That he went through all these things. Even when things aren't really going your way. I think sometimes we have these like, even simple things we get miserable. Like the woman who was saying, well, if I just, you know, lost weight, maybe I could be happy. 
sometimes for me, I tend to be like, oh, if I could just get my kids to like clean up and me to be just a little bit better with that part of my life, then I can be happy. And maybe I can just be happy with a mess and also be cleaning up the mess. Or I know there's so many more difficult things that people are going through that really do tend to um, bring us down. But again, if we can really focus on what the Savior has done for us, that he, there are things that we cannot do. And I just love this quote that um, was from a talk given by Paul V. Johnson in our last general conference. And I just happened to read the talk yesterday morning and like the quote came, like I get some of these quotes from one of the apps I have and it, I just really liked it. And it's very profound if you think about it as it, as he says, no matter how capable, educated, brilliant, or strong we are, we cannot cleanse ourselves from our sins, change our bodies to an immortal state or exalt ourselves. It is only possible through the Savior Jesus Christ and his infinite atonement. There is none other way nor name given under heaven whereby man can be saved in this kingdom of God. It is his atoning blood that cleanses us and sanctifies us. Ah, that's so good. And so we have all these things that have been overcome because Christ first of all, came into the world. That's why we're celebrating this wonderful holiday season. But that he did what he promised he would do. He overcome death and was resurrected so that we can not only cleanse ourselves from sin, but have our bodies changed to an immortal state and be exalted because of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I was reminded of this quote that I think has been said quite a lot. It's by Marianne Williamson. And I think instead of trying to keep ourselves down, I think what are ways we can be happy and cheerful and hopeful and even joyful despite circumstances or hard things that might be happening. I was reminded of this quote. It says, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? And I think that is another reason why our Savior came to the earth, that we could share this light and this brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous person that we are, with others and help bring other people more light and happiness and share this wonderful good news, just like the angels did to the shepherds. So this Christmas and in general, I challenge all of you to choose to be happy simply because you know all the things that the Savior has done for us and has overcome so that we can be happy so that all these things that we can't do on our own has already taken place and we do not even need to worry about it. What a cool blessing. So let's be proactive and realize our potential to be these amazing people we are. And think about that as you kind of go into this 
holiday season. And then as you're thinking about, you know, this new year, sometimes we have these goals and ideas and how can we just be happy going forward and hopeful and creating just wonderful things for our lives. And I think that's what the Savior wants for us. We are of great worth to Him and we should be happy. So let's stop looking to others to find our happiness or to things to find our happiness. Let's look instead to Jesus Christ. Don't let Satan or the natural man get too much of you and remind yourself regularly that you can be happy and that you are a child of God and that he loved you so much that he sent his son into the world. And that's why we're celebrating this awesome, wonderful, glorious season. Okay, you guys, have a very, very Merry Christmas. And I will talk to you in a couple weeks. All right, see ya. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening. 